Paxton Quigley is rolling out the green carpet, talking to the creme de la creme of innovators and influencers who are shaping the world of cannabis and culture. Welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Hello to all of you cannabis aficionados, and welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Folks, many of us are naturally consumed with the spread of the coronavirus and all of the not-so-positive results on our country and society. But from what I'm reading, many of us are actually looking up at the night sky. And in addition to seeing stars, there are a lot of reported sightings of unidentified flying objects. In fact, the National UFO Reporting Center is saying that this year, 2020, sightings are up 51% from last year. This year, there have been 5,000 recorded UFO sightings with 20% of them occurring in April alone. Now, modern scientists refer to UFOs as unidentified aerial phenomenon, or UAP. These UAP sightings have become so numerous that the History Channel began broadcasting a new segment about them in 2019. So today, we are fortunate to have with us an actual NASA planetary scientist, Dr. Ravi Kuparapa. He co-authored an article in Scientific American in late July 2020 in which he called for more research into unidentified aerial phenomenon. Dr. Ravi, welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. It is such an honor to have you here. Thank you, thank you for having me. Sure, now Dr. Opa, first can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself and, and how you got into planetary studies and how you ended up at NASA. Were you a stargazer as a child like, like, like so many of us and seemingly still are? So give us a little history. Yes, so I was uh, interested in astronomy since I was uh, 12 or 13 years old. And I always wanted to become a scientist since then. And um, I pursued my PhD at Louisiana State University, uh, worked on gravitational waves. I was not on planetary studies. And then eventually I moved to these exoplanets, planets around other stars, studying them. I was always a Star Trek fan. I'm a Trekkie. I even went to conventions. Um, I met William Shatner, Leonard Demoy. I mean, that's the, one of the best series. I can, you can see I can, I'm excited. And um, I was, um, I, that passion in astronomy led me to um, pursue my career towards finding life on other planets. And so that's how I ended up uh, being at NASA. And everybody, when someone thinks about NASA, it's one of the things, you know, one of the good, great places to be, to do fundamental research. And so I'm, I'm quite happy to be there. Oh, that's it. That's a lovely story. I, I like it a lot. Now, I want to ask you, uh, you had a, an article in the July uh, 2020 Scientific American, and you refer to UAP or, or UFOs as a scientifically interesting problem. What do you mean by that? So in science, if we 
scientists are by definition curious about things that are, you know, a little bit weird or not unexplainable. So we we want to see we want to see if we see something unique or something strange out of the ordinary. We want to investigate that further. And what I and my co-author Jacob Hack Mishra from Blue Marble Space Institute of Science, we were thinking to um, we were thinking that you know there have been many uh, reports. There have been several studies by the government uh, also on studying the UAP or the UFO phenomenon. And so we wanted to restart the interest in the scientific community to scientifically explore uh, the UAP observations, just like we do our science in our normal day jobs. So you go and look at uh, some unusual observation, collect the data. The data is paramount in explaining things, trying to come up with a hypothesis. So collect the data, go with an agnostic approach. Do not assume that, you know, UFOs are aliens or do not assume that UFOs are some, you know, U.S. government military um, vehicles. Collect the data, let the data guide you to tell you what they, what they are. And that's what we were proposing. Now, regarding the videos that were leaked by the Navy, which apparently confirmed the existence of objects in space, what actually are these objects? Can you identify any of them? So those videos are uh, very edited and short duration videos. So it is really hard to say what they are um, without having any context even before, uh, you know, if we, if we don't have a data before or after the videos. Um, Navy, I think even the Pentagon and DOD also, uh, I've heard the news that they've also mentioned that these, they cannot explain the objects uh, in these videos and they don't know what they are. So one, they are saying that they, they're probably objects uh, in, and two, we don't know, and we probably they are not probably U.S. governments. Is that what I understood from the news reports? If they have some other information that uh, that is not made public, that then we don't know. But as far as the videos are concerned, just from based on that short thirty-second or few-second videos, we cannot conclude what they are. We need more data. Now, what about? And I watched uh, the brief video where you see jets uh, flying and they're talking about uh, seeing these objects that are, 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 are kind of like chasing them. What about uh, that film or films that have been shown out there on the internet? What do you think that is? It's a very good question because when we are trying to come up with an explanation for these uh, unusual videos, uh, unexplainable videos. We need to consider perspectives and data from all angles. We cannot just so, solely depend upon the videos themselves. So we have to hear from pilot testimonies. They are trained pilots. I mean, the US government and uh, the US Navy trusted them to fly these uh, complex machines, uh, com complex flying um, you know, um, fighter jets. So they have seen something and they are saying something that they're, that's unexplainable. So when we are trying to come up with an explanation for this, I would say, you know, we should also consider those pilot um, testimonies or pilot uh, commentary 
in trying to figure out what they are. They are trained people, just like we are trained in our own field. They are also trained in their own field. So they have seen something. So we need to figure out what it is. Have you talked, you personally, have you ever talked to any of these pilots? I have not. I have not had the opportunity to talk with them. Uh, have they been, would you, do you think they may have been muzzled not to talk to anybody? I'm not sure. I have no indication that they have because um, they are, the news reports already have uh, taken comments from the pilots. Uh, so I, I would not say that they have been muzzled. They are coming out and saying, hey, you know, we are doing these training exercises and we see these objects. We don't know what they are. So the, it's in the news already. So I'm not sure that anybody is being, uh, at least the pilots that came forward. Interesting. Now, is there really an increase in these objects? And if so, why? Can you answer that? So I, this, these are all coming from the, the military and the U.S. Armed Forces. And, the, you know, they have really good uh, technical instruments that can find or, you know, identify unusual phenomena occurring in our skies. We normal people do not have those uh, kind of instruments to detect these objects. So perhaps I've, I read in a, one, one of the reports that they have updated the systems in one of these uh, aircraft carriers, and that's when they started seeing these uh, objects. And so maybe that, you know, having, having a new instrument or a new upgraded instrument uh, made it more sensitive for these uh, objects to be detected in their, uh, in their data. That could be one reason. Interesting. Uh, we're going to continue, but we're going to take a break. More High Society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 
garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High Society with Paxton Quigley, where our guest, NASA Planetary Science, Dr. Ravi Koparapu, is is bringing shit. Again, welcome back to High Society with Paxton Quigley, where our guest, NASA Planetary Science, Dr. Ravi Koparapu, is bringing us up to date on the recent news surrounding unidentified aerial phenomenon, also known as UFOs. To me, and of course, I'm just, you know, an ordinary kind of person, the idea of life forms in other parts of the universe seem, I don't know, quite logical. Why such a taboo regarding extraterrestrial research and hypotheses all these years? So... If we are just talking about extraterrestrial research and not about connecting them with the UFOs or UAP, if we keep them separate, um, then there is already a significant amount of uh, research has been going on in the city, which is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence uh, for the past several decades. Most of it was concentrated on radio communication, you know, sending radio waves and receiving radio waves from potential uh, extraterrestrial civilization. But recently, in the last couple of years, myself and several others in our field have started thinking about something called technosignatures, which is just like biosignatures, where, you know, biosignatures are like to find signatures of biology on other planets or on other, um, you know, non-terrestrial objects. Similarly, we could have technosignatures, the signatures of technology of you know, civilizations. They don't. They need not be advanced civilizations. They could be civilizations like our own. So the taboo was because uh, you know traditional astronomers are very conservative, uh, which is good for science in the sense that you have to be very skeptical before you accept anything. But then um, there is nothing wrong in hypothesizing something and looking for something. I mean, when we when we look for biosignatures, we always ask, are we alone? So the question, are we alone, is, is being asked by a technological civilization, which is us. So there, there is nothing wrong or, you know, we should have um, more encouragement in looking for technosignatures or extraterrestrial intelligence. Now, is NASA the only U.S. agency equipped to undertake this interplanetary research? Uh, and, and, and what about other countries? What are other countries doing? So it's a two-part question I'm asking you. Right. So, so if we are just talking about the exoplanet research, planets around other stars, finding planets around other stars, what kind of uh, atmos- atmospheres the planets have, then uh, NASA is doing it. Um, NASA is funding uh, some work on this one. Uh, European Space Agency, they're also funding a lot of uh, research work on finding life on other planets. Uh, they have, there have been many discoveries. Uh, there are, you know, several other countries are also interested in this topic. Who wouldn't be interested? I mean, this is one of the most fundamental questions we would be asking, like, you know, is there other planets outside our solar system and is there life on them? And so this is so compelling for both the funding agencies and to the general public 
that is being immense interest in this. So there is a lot of work going on in all countries, and, and, and NASA is uh, you know one of the forefront researchers in this topic, uh, funding several studies on this. Again, in, in your Scientific American article, you posed what I think is an interesting question. And that is, why should astronomers, meteorologists, or planetary scientists care about these events, these, these UFO set, sightings? How do you answer that question, which ultimately speaks to who you are as a scientist and also as a curious being? So I would, for, for, for me, I can speak to myself, and I'm, this is what I'm encouraging my fellow scientists also to do that we are fundamentally scientists. We, if we box ourselves in our own you know, field of work, I mean, we might succeed and all, but there are some interesting questions uh, and unexplained things, at least for the UAP related problems that I think uh, is so um, fundamentally, uh, so, and what, what would I say? I would say fundamentally interesting that we should at least we should have an interdisciplinary team of scientists working on that. I may not be an expert on some of the topics that you know we need to investigate UAPs, but I can collaborate with a fellow scientist and then work with them because they are expert on something else uh, that is related to UAP. So we would be collaborating, having an interdisciplinary field of work doing uh, on working on this topic, and we can come up with possible you know explanations of these uh, uh, phenomena. And this is why I say that, you know, meteorologists and astronomers and physicists are interested in this one because we all have different backgrounds in academic backgrounds and we can come together and work on this problem to figure out what it is. Interesting. Now, what do you think will be the so-called next step in the next, let's say, five to ten years? Uh, do you... In envision that uh, by then we'll be able to be sending some kind of capsule to to one of the uh, uh, outer limits, so to speak, to do investigation. How do you see the, the future? Um, in terms of um, sending probes to outer parts of the solar system, so NASA is already doing it. NASA has some spacecraft missions coming up to send to Mars and possibly to one of some of the moons of Jupiter. Uh, there is also uh, an initiative from the US government to send you know, humans to moon and possibly to Mars, even private industries are doing. But we want to, if we are looking for interstellar travel, uh, we need to figure out technology that is really uh, a, a good leap in the sense that we can do it in a human lifetime scale because the distances are so large. So in the next five to 10 years, I would say uh, we, we should look for look out for technologies that can uh, uh, increase uh, or make the spacecrafts uh, go much faster if we, if we are interested in sending industrial uh, travel uh, to look for UAP phenomena. If we are interested in UAP phenomena to look for UAP phenomena, I would say that we need more data. And when you're saying more data, <laughs> what do you actually uh, mean by that? <laughs> or or uh, is, there, to, is there no answer to that? There is. I have to be really careful in how I frame this. Um, the data in the sense that if, if the Navy has 
videos or radar measurements or infrared measurements of these objects that we see in the in these released videos it is really important to release that data out so that you know scientists like me can look at it and then analyze the data and see what we could come up with an explanation what it could be unless it's you know it's not going to affect the national security of course but otherwise we will keep speculating this will this will stay in the popular culture as a speculative phenomena all the time people will be keep you know saying about what this thing could be why not end that if we have the data just release the data what we have if you think it is not going to affect the national security and let let us look at it there is you know this 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 is a weird phenomena that's happening in our skies we have to know what what it is so yeah that's what i meant if we have the data that would be far more better for us to not speculate about these objects and figure out what they are people are ready to probably listen from scientists about what they are so yeah uh this is kind of a personal question but when you tell people what you do uh what do they say back to you are they excited do they want to know more information etc cetera, etc cetera? because i would I, i certainly you know i'm excited to be talking to you right now i, I yes so i this is what i would call my dream job uh, if if someone asked me my 14 year self that hey what's your dream job uh, i'd say oh i want to grow up to be a nasa scientist and look for aliens and look at me that's what i'm exactly doing so <laughs> that's the kind of excitement i want to uh, project to people as well and so um yeah people have been very positive very um um appreciative uh, and for me uh, because i can communicate that excitement to people so i i'm they, they, it was a truly uh, very positive experience folks we need to take a short station break so hold that thought we'll be back in a moment to continue our discussion with NASA planetary scientist Dr. Ravi Kopa I can never say his name Koparapu Dr. Ravi I'll do it again Koparapu No 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 you have to say planetary not planetary planetary science Koparapu Koparapu that's all Koparapu Koparapu Dr. Ravi Kopa like Kopa Kopa don't you know Koparapu yeah you don't have to throw the air if you don't want okay We need to take a short station break. So hold that thought. We'll be back in a moment to continue our discussion with NASA planetary scientist Dr. Ravi Koparapu, who is talking about the recent proliferation of unidentified aerial phenomenon, also known as UFOs. So don't go away. More high society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzy Berry, we're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle, get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. I mean, that's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com.
Oh, Lady Marijuana Lama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. We've got David Faustino on the line. Bud Bundy from Married with Children. Did you feel nervous being a celebrity walking into a weed store? I don't remember at all being like, ooh, I'm scared someone's going to take my picture here. What are they going to say? Bud Bundy smokes Bud? I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be a big shocker. Hey, this is David Faustino, and I'm on Cannabis Confidential with my girl, Dr. Dina, on CannabisRadio.com. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society, only on CannabisRadio.com. Do you at all go around to, let's say, some high schools and and give talks? Are you out there in, in, in the public eye, so to speak? Um, many many of the high schools I've uh, visited and schools have visited there. I can see students' excitement and they really want to do In fact, people come, students come here. Uh, for summer internship to work with us uh, on projects related to you know what the work I'm doing. So we have really good summer internship project and we have really great uh, interns coming up. So that excitement is carried further. So some people carry it further to come up and work with us. So yeah, that's that's we have we have great programs. Would you mind uh, telling our listeners how they can reach you, or don't you you want to have that happen? I give you that that option because usually when we have people on the air, we always say, uh, you know, uh, tell our listeners how we can we can uh, communicate with you. Uh, is there any way? So I'm on Twitter. So my Twitter handle is Ravi Koparapu, uh, and you can reach me on Twitter. And I'm, I also have a, um, an NASA email, but I limit that to my uh, you know, official email communications, just so that, you know, all the email communications will be uh, stored. So my Twitter account is the best way I can explore a bit more. So that would be a great way to reach me. Okay. Well, I'd love to talk with you more and especially when you have some new information. So let's keep in contact. Uh, Dr. Rappi, we're, we're unfortunately running out of time, but we certainly would love to have you on again. So, as I said, let, let's keep in touch. And we thank you so much for sharing your knowledge on Twitter and Facebook. And to all of our listeners, folks, please remember that my novel, Just Try Me, is available on Amazon and paperback and Kindle. And to all of our listeners, please visit us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram by going to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Please stay healthy. Stay home if you have to, and stay in touch. I'm Paxton Quigley.
opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.